Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Return of the Artist Extravaganza. Tonight we will be featuring a poet, a a man, and a soon-to-be legend, Mr. Nick, and we're also featuring Mr. Bennett himself on tonight on Return of the Artist. Our hosts will be Coyote, Beast King Coyote, and Panther. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on, everybody? This is John Hall, a.k.a. Beast King Coyote. Hey, Mr. Rumble. How are you doing, sir? Ah, man, it's hump day, so you know I'm pumped and excited. Whoop, whoop, guess what? Day it is. Guess what day it is? Hump day. <laughs> that is fantastic. Right now, you have Mr. Nick online. Your I am here. Person. Can you hear me? Yes. How you doing over there, fam? Not too bad. How are you doing? Ah, man, I'm excited. I'm hyped. That's awesome. I'm excited to be on. This is uh, this is one of the most exciting things I've done in a while. So um, it's it's a good time to be on the radio. And You guys are in Michigan, right? You're based out of Michigan? Yes, we um, are. Well, we are based out of Michigan, but our hosts are from all over. This is nice. right here that you will be speaking to. Beast King Coyote, he is Helen from Cleveland. Very nice. All right. Well, I'm excited. This is uh this is the most it the most international quote unquote that I've done in a while. I'm sitting in New York talking to you guys. It's it's exciting. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Beast King Coyote? Yes, sir. We also have Panther right here as well. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. You're good. Hello, guys. Yes, sir. 
Yes, we are. Um, right now, you have your feature, Nick, on on the line right now. Yes, I am. You want me to well, you want me to go ahead and go first? Oh, of course you can go first. Oh, absolutely. All right. Why don't um, you Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, um, I'm I was born and raised just out of Kansas City, so I've been all over the uh, I've been all over the country for a little while. Um, when I was right out of high school, I was from I'm from Lawrence, Kansas. When I graduated high school, did a little bit of college, went on to Los Angeles. From there, I went up to Oakland, uh, San Francisco Bay Area a little bit. Then I went back to Kansas uh, in 2004 or 2005, stayed there for a few years, and then came out to New York, where I actually landed in uh, just north of Buffalo in a little town called Grand Island. And I wasn't sure at the time if I was going to stay here, but I got plugged into the Buffalo, New York uh, poetry scene after a little bit. And I'd been writing for a hobby for about uh, as far as I can remember, honestly, but I'd been writing official, like what I consider official poems uh, since uh, for like 13 years at that point. So I started uh, promoting it. I self-published a book years ago, uh, which isn't something that I circulate anymore because it's a different time. It's a different uh, type of poem or poetry that I did. Uh, But now I've been plugged into the slam scene uh, by one of my good friends out here, a Buffalo poet, his name is Solomon Dixon. Um, he's phenomenal. And they plugged, he plugged me into Pure Ink Poetry, which has been uh, very pivotal in making me the poet that I am today. They've, they always push me to make the, uh, the topic bigger. So I guess I went from being a very emotional writer, very much about me and mine, to uh, taking what was bothering me and instead of talking about the issue relating to me, I made it that issue a little bit bigger and I turned it into a story and kind of reflected it back on society. So I'm working on doing that so that more people can relate, which has actually uh, reached far more people than I ever thought I could um, just by thinking outside the box. Uh, And in that slam scene, the Buffalo scene is fantastic. I can tell you, if you guys ever get a chance to actually look up any Buffalo poets, these guys, it's a shark tank out here. Like, they, everybody is on their game. Everybody, every time they do something, it's, they're not just competing with each other, they're competing with themselves, and anytime we go anywhere, uh, people are starting to recognize Buffalo poets as very entertaining, very intelligent. Um, so, keep, if you go on Facebook, actually, um, you can look up Pure Ink Poetry Slam and just join the group, and they always update for their events. They update uh, each individual poet puts their things on there as well. So it's a real it's a real nice community, and they uh, they support one another. And we're the poetry communities surrounding us are wonderful as well. There's uh, in Saint Catharines, Canada. I have that like it's 20 minutes north of me. The Burlington scene. Um, even all the way out towards Albany and Syracuse in New York. So it's growing pretty quickly, and we're doing some big things. So I wanted to share some of my work with you guys, and I was approached by the radio station to come and feature, so I figured I'd take the time to share some of my favorite pieces with you, um, and they'd be a little bit longer than traditional slam pieces would be, so you guys get a feel of what it is that I do and uh, I guess the lyrical philosophy behind it rather than just the 
literature that most people hear poetry or they hear the word poetry and they think of like Emily Dickinson and Edgar Allan Poe and it's there's a lot more there's poetry that's a lot more relevant to uh modern day and it can be really exciting and really entertaining you just have to know where to look for it so i'm hoping to bring that to the audience that's listening tonight <laughs> that's what's up tell me now i got a question yeah who is who, who inspires you who inspired me wow that's <laughs> that's a tough question to ask. I mean, I've asked that question to other people, but I've never actually sat down and thought about it myself. Um, The person who inspired me, I can think back, there's one poem, one poem specifically that inspired me to do slam poetry, or at least do like deaf poetry jam style. And when I first got introduced to the stage performance, like the, the magic that, that I aspire to actually go on stage and do, um, that came from a poem called Basic Economics by Tommy Bottoms. He's an Atlanta poet. Um, he was on an episode of Deaf Poetry Jam, and it was one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Um, I, I played it over and over and over and just tried to dissect what it was he was doing, not just with the message, but with the rhythm and with how he punched, uh, like, wordplay. And uh, I don't know if anyone listening understands what I mean when I say uh, bars, but that's a word that I learned from another Buffalo poet, uh, Irvin, or uh, Team Finks. And he, uh, bars is, he, he describes it best when he says, bars is something that when you say a line and it can be heard two different ways. Um, so I have a poem and actually I'll perform that one. It's one that I've done uh, on like the, I've called in before and done it. As when I wasn't a feature, but there's a line, I use a comparison where I say we crush, we, we crush new ideas when they, we, cr- we crush the fruits of our passions when they jam our plain souls up like Welch's. And that in itself is a wordplay. You're talking, I'm talking about like jamming as in hindering the human soul versus jam as in crushing crushing fruit would give you jam, like jelly, and under your soles, the soles of your shoes. So you're hearing two different things in one line. So you use that metaphor and wordplay. And that's what I originally heard when I heard Basic Economics by Tommy Bottoms. Like you can hear certain things. He wasn't as prominent doing it as Team Finks would be or as Solomon would be out here in Buffalo. Um, but these are these are very powerful lines that you can use. Um, and I've been working on doing that a lot so that I can diversify and I'll do pieces from both. Like I'll do one of my original pieces that before I ever started doing wordplay and then I'll do, uh, the piece called privilege that uses a little more wordplay in it. Um, but Tommy bottoms was a huge influence there lyrically. And I guess just as far as vocabulary, not, so much the content, but with the handle of the English language, obviously Eminem was a huge influence. Um, I was 17 when he put out his first album, and I followed him religiously, I guess would be the best word to use. Um, and I would listen to the way he spoke. And rather than listening to the words, I'd listen to like vowel sounds, and then I'd play with it. Uh, he, 
you hear the vowel sounds and then you just try and fill in consonants and see what words you can fit around, uh, or at least I did. And then being from Lawrence, Kansas, Tech 9, Strange Music, these are the delivery, the technicality of how they would, uh, how quickly they could rattle off 70, 80, 90 words in a verse and do that in 20, 30, 40 seconds. Um, I would practice that so it helped my articulation, it helped my diction. I had to be able to get my point across and still speak really fast. So I do have a tendency now to speak really fast when I do my poetry, but now that I don't have a time frame um, that would actually, or I don't have too much of a time frame on the show, I will, I'll deliver it the way, I'll go a lot slower and I'll deliver it so that the meaning is heard. But my, um, I guess those would be my three major influences, Tommy Bottoms, Eminem, and Tech 9 hmm. I like the way you, I like the way you mentioning the wordplay and stuff like that. In the way that you, I, I can tell off rip by the way you're speaking. It's like you like to make people think. <laughs> Thanks. You. I do. I do that a lot. Like that's. I didn't grow up with a core of friends that like to go out to clubs and bars. We would uh, sit home and watch movies and memorize them and talk about the philosophy behind it. Like I, I grew up reading books that normal kids, I guess, wouldn't read. <laughs> like the. My favorite book growing up was probably the, doc, the Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And everybody else is reading whatever kids' books. And I'm finding books that would be, that kind of challenge philosophy that aren't necessarily, I guess, considered safe. Um, and they were fun. Like, they were fun to read because it forces you to think about life in a different way. And you don't, I, would, I didn't grow up feeling comfortable about myself. Like, I was never really comfortable in my own skin until I, that's it's kind of a new thing for me even now. Like I was 25, 26 before I ever could look in the mirror and actually think, wow, that it's like I'm okay being me. And a lot of that came from, I guess, challenging the uh, my comfort zone or never having a comfort zone, I guess. So I don't know if I, like how many people are listening right now, but if there is anyone listening that is going through, like I'm sure that's a pretty universal thing that people don't feel comfortable in their skin, but. I guess it's kind of a blessing in and of itself that I, I'm able to be comfortable everywhere now because I was never comfortable anywhere. And I'm just used to that feeling of feeling out of place. And I carved a niche in the world feeling that way. So I guess my message to everybody before I even start reading is don't chase popularity. Popularity is it, it's a mess. People who are popular don't even really know why they're popular. They're popular because other people make them popular because they want to be like them. So you you do what you do, and the people who pay attention to you pay attention to you because of what you've created. But if you get attention and you haven't even done anything, then you're chasing a dream. You're chasing something that isn't even there. And when it gets taken away from you, you don't know what you're trying to save. Uh, so you end up acting. You end up acting out, and you end up acting crazy, and you don't really know there was no substance to hold on to in the first place. So um, that's, I tried to create the substance so that at least I know what it is that I'm good at doing and why people like to listen to me. So I, uh, I put it down on paper and I kind of uh, chronicle it that way. If you had, before you even read anything, if you had to speak to your younger self right now, <laughs> 
What would you say to yourself? I, get, I'm, I mean, it's cliche, but it's not the end of the world. Um, if I could speak to my younger self in high school, on it, like me personally, I don't know that I'd say anything different to myself because I, knowing who I am now, it's better that I didn't know. It's better that I didn't know anything because if if I'm told that it's going to be okay, I tend to get lazy. If I know what the outcome is going to be, I get lazy. It's that fear that I don't know. Like I, and that's what gets me up in the morning. Like if I woke up and you could tell me that I, like, let's say I got fired from the job and you, somebody came to me and or like an older version of me came to me and said, hey, don't worry, you'll be out of work for two months and then you'll get a job that pays extremely well. Do you know how lazy I would get in those two months? I would lay there and just assume that everything was going to be okay. So, but that's just me. Like, if I could go back, all I would do is listen to me talk. I wouldn't say anything to me then, but I would let me then talk to me now. And if I heard anything incredibly stupid, I might stop me from saying it. Um, But just to guide my thoughts so that I wouldn't change much because I used all of my insecurities and made it something better. So it's better that I don't know. And I feel like that in itself could be advice that a lot of people can use because there is no, uh, there has to be a reason that we don't have the technology. We can do anything. I, the phone that I'm talking to you on right now has enough technology on it to send the first spaceship. The first spaceship that we ever sent up had less technology than the phone that I'm talking to you on, and it, it's just that it, there's so much that we can do, and we still don't know what's going to happen to us individually, and there has to be a reason for that. I feel like that. In, of itself, um, humanity can do a lot just out of fear. And not fear like creating fear, like scaring people uh, the way like governments scare their people or uh, the, t- the media scares the people. I'm just saying just the fear of the unknown is almost necessary for people to survive. So um, in a long-winded way, I guess I'm saying I wouldn't say anything to myself. I'd just keep myself company. <clears throat> Well, I would love to hear a little something from you. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to start with, I'll start at the middle, I guess, the piece that switched me from my old style of writing to my new style of writing. Um, it's a piece that started getting a lot of attention on Facebook when I posted it, um, and it's the piece that seems to be my my crowd favorite. Um, it's called 26 Letters. I have 26 letters. It's a limited window to express any part of the spectrum I've been through, but I still have it. It's 26 letters. It's a limited arsenal, but it's ammunition I've gathered between the classroom and bar stool, the same 26 letters that are dropped from the lips of both scholars and luscious. But see, these sources don't matter. 
because any part of existence can offer the substance we scramble to find. It connects us. It touches us, no matter how quick it escapes from our consciousness, that we all only have the same 26 letters. See, we're bound to the sum of whatever expression we compile with our tongues, and though some think that we're better with our 26 letters, that same reservoir provides a similar blessing to everyone else. See, it's just a compost for language. These are 26 letters whose combinations estrange us. See, we alienate other people's creations from these 26 letters. They're just in different formations. We let their articulation control us and strangle us and keep us afraid of rezoning our rectangles. Just 26 letters can fill shelves lined up with noises. These are 26 letters that begin miles of stories. Some are, nice and defi- some are nice and refined, others entirely abhorrent, but these 26 letters define a lifetime of choices. See, with 26 letters, we can widen horizons, anoint our importance, or silence our voices. These are 26 letters meant to guide our avoidance or silently watch as their violence destroys us. So then why are we voiceless? We're afforded the same 26 as the richest and poorest, the timid and boisterous, the wicked and chorus of angels we worship. So pick up your pencils and drink up your poison. Inhibition means nothing if the spirit of poetry is holding the torches that light up your courses. So come fly with me, boys. Don't be flies on a pile of horse shit. You don't have to buy what society force feeds your soul in sordidly morbid disproportionate portions. These are 26 letters that speak like beasts for humanity. If they're the alpha dog's bark, we are the omega men standing. See, we aren't just defined by the corners of land that we're born in, Michigan, Kansas, New York. We're all just more than quartered insanity because we are our own 26 letters. That piece right there, I enjoy, and it 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 is it, real deep, and it make you think. As a matter of fact, it, it's that type of poem where you will have to listen listen to it twenty six times and <laughs> twenty six different me- messages in twenty six different ways. Absolutely. for what you think about that piece? I think that was a very very deep and beautiful piece. I like how you put that together. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you, um, there's, there's background to, like, everything that I'm doing, and that is the short, the really short Reader's Digest version of a conversation I had where it, it occurred to me that we, like, the English language, obviously, 26 letters, comes from the fact that we have A through Z. Every word that you've ever said in your life is just a combination of these. However... When we talk about domestic, like we talk about domestic and foreign, we're talking about the English language, we talk about Spanish, we talk about French, we talk about German, we recognize words that other people say, and we say, oh, me amo is Spanish for my name is. But if you looked at the word me amo, like you look at it, it's, you can spell it M-E-L-L-A-M-O. How am I, I can spell it in English, but the combination is Spanish. So somehow, when we put these letters together, 
suddenly we recognize it as something foreign. We go, it, that doesn't make any sense to me. I say my name is, or I say my parents call me, or I say my friends call me, or I say my title is, or I say my birth certificate says my name is. And there's a million different ways in English to tell you that this sound I make is how you need to talk to me to get my attention. But if I say me amo Nick, you go, oh, he's speaking Spanish. I mean, you kind of get what I'm saying because everyone watched Sesame Street at some point and they taught us basic Spanish. But if you're born and you have a thesaurus and a dictionary and all of these things, what's to say that if we stopped dividing our languages and we just made a dictionary where we just one morning as a culture we woke up and said, all right, you know what, screw it. English and Spanish aren't two different languages anymore. Let's just make a dictionary that's all one. And as kids, we're taught mayamo is also English for my name is. And now it's just a million and one ways that you can say these things. And then you add German onto it because it's the same alphabet. Then you add uh, Italian onto that because it's the same alphabet. And then you just keep adding. Eventually, foreign language wouldn't mean anything because it's just a combination of sounds. Like I said, if we alienate other people's creations from these 26 letters, they're just in different formations. That's what we're looking at. Suddenly, 12 different languages become one. The dictionary becomes 12 times as big, and you have a thesaurus that matches all of these words. But then you break it down. Now you only have four real languages. You have Russian off the Cyrillic alphabet. You have any version of the Oriental alphabet, like Chinese and whatever uh, goes off of that. You have Arabic, which goes off of the Arabic alphabet. Um, and then you have English, like off of the romantic, romantic languages. You can make that. And at a very basic level, even if we just did that, then the world would only communicate in four languages. And the kids would be extremely educated, but we still subdivide to the point where we're talking about the Tower of Babel now. We've so subdivided our culture that we're not even, that we don't understand each other. So I heard someone once say, we're not even unilingual in this country, which is, Kind of true. We don't even understand ourselves when people talk slang. We we call it slang when somebody talks to like when they talk to each other in the streets. But we call it educated when they learn how to communicate in school. But we all still get the point across. So what what's the difference? But that was that's still a longer version of why I wrote that piece. Mr. Rumble, what you think about that? He's absolutely positively right. And Mr. Nick, as being one of the newest members of Beast Nation, I already knew he had skills from the first time I read his first work. <laughs> so I already knew how he was going to get down, and I'm so glad that he could be honored today because he deserved it to be featured on this show. And not only that, your other feature, which I'd like Mr. Nick to know also, because this is his other brother in the Beast Nation, is Mr. Bennett. And I'm opening his mic right now. How you doing, Bennett? Mr. Bennett? Hi, how are, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I can't complain. Good, good. You enjoying the Mr. show? Of course I am. I heard a really <laughs> a lot of great things. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, How's the weather where you at, Mr. Bennett? Say that again. I'm sorry. How's the weather over there where you at, Mr. Bennett? It's cold. Surprisingly, in Florida, you don't you don't know what to expect. It's cold one day and hot the next. 
Now, that's going to be the hardest question I give you, I swear. (laughs) (laughs) While while we at it, since I got both of y'all here, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself as well? Okay. Well, I'm well-known all over Facebook as K. King Bennett. Um, I'm a licensed master pastry chef, graduated from Kaiser University. Um, I own my own catering service. It's simply divine catering and baking services. Um, I've been a singer way before I was a baker. Growing up in church and listening to my mom and my grandmother and, and my father and my aunt sing in church, it was so moving. And I always wanted to sing one day. So to sitting in church out of nowhere, I was at the age of 10, and I just went for it. I started singing. And ever since then, I've been known as a good singer, an artist. Um, so I take joy in what I do. Um, everything I do, I, I don't take it for granted because just how God gave it to me, he can take it away. So I try to use it the best of my ability. Have you ever been nervous on the mic? Yes, I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I got you. It's hump day. This is what we do. Look, we're going to sing this together. Guess what? You ain't ready for my vocal skills yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that. I got that Johnny Gill slash Barry White voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, that's what's up. I'm gonna be like no. when I grow up. Oh well, well, okay. So it's more like if I was in the shower. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be the best singer in the whole damn room. Well, granted, <laughs> I ain't even the only person in the room, so it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> When did when did you get started singing? Um, when I was at the age of ten, um, I had a uh, for a very young age, I had a very strong voice, and ever since then, um, I've just been using it. Um, there was one time where I slipped away for a couple of years um, due to um, my education and stuff like that, but I'm starting to get back at it. Um, going through vocal coaches and having a great manager. I, I, I thank God for DeMarcus and Yolanda. They are my managers. They keep me going. They keep me going. Them and my mother as well, they just push me to be the best that I can be, and I thank God for them all. That's what's up. Family, right? Family oriented. Has, has anyone ever brought you out to different places besides the church, family-wise, friends-wise? Have you seen? Um, well, I've gone um, at parties, different um, office celebrations, um, and it's not only gospel that I sing. Um, I do sing inspiration music. Uh, Sam Cooke, Born by the River, that's my all-time favorite. Oh, my goodness, everywhere I go, I hit that number. But um, I sing in various places. Now, as far as going out of state, I can't really say I have because I haven't. Have you ever wanted to? Oh, yes. Yes, most definitely. Panther, what do you think about 
Why was somebody singing on your show? You know I love singer. How you guys doing? Welcome, Mr. Mr. Bennett. How are you doing? Finding yourself. I'm doing well. <clears throat> um, I had a question for you. Uh, if you could go back and tell your younger self to one thing to make yourself a better artist than you are now, what would you tell yourself? Um, I basically basically push myself harder than what I did, of course, as a young age. I really didn't know what my my future held. All I could have done was wish for the best. But if I could push myself, I would have pushed myself to be, to go back and tell myself things that I know now. Um, never give up on my dreams because at the end of the day, <laughs> the best is always yet to come. And truly, I think it's been since then and now the best have came. Um, wow. That, that's what I have to say. <laughs> that's what I have to say right now. <laughs> Very, very true. Well, I'm kind of excited. I love singers, and I'm ready to hear something. If you're ready to uh, sing us a little something. Okay. Here we go, born by the end. Uh, I 
You have such a powerful voice. You need to be on stage somewhere. Oof. Beautiful. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a long... (laughs) My bad. My bad. (laughs) Still my singing voice right now, you know. <laughs> Told you I got that Barry White going on and stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you are able to have a voice that is so unique to where you can grab someone's attention, stop them in your tracks, I mean you got something going for you. You know, it's it's funny that you said that because I was in the mall on yesterday and my friend, he was like, well, let's do a video. And I was like, right here in the mall? He was like, yeah, right here in the mall. He was like, sing, sing what's on your heart. And I started to sing. And I had my eyes closed because I get nervous at times. And by the time I got to probably the third to fourth bar of the song, a crowd had joined around me. People pulled out their phones. People was like, a girl, she was crying. She was like, that meant so much to me. Your voice just did something to me. And I was like, wow. Okay, wow. So right then and there, that was another confirmation to go ahead, push my career as an artist. Sing. Let the world hear it. Hmm. Uh, I was I was in the background holding a hat. Nobody was putting no money in in my hat or anything like that. They was too busy paying attention to you. Hell, you didn't even know I was there. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, that was the good old days, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah that was good. <laughs> I remember that one. How long have you been going to church? Ooh. I was born in the church. As soon as I came to my mama wound, they put me on a tuxedo, took me to church. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, I've i been in the church for a long time, ever since I could remember um, growing up. My mom has always kept me under the word of God, and God knows I truly thank God for her because in life, you were thrown a lot of troubles and tribulations. But as I tell the young people, God gives you a test, and at the end of your test, it's a testimony. But if you don't have God in your life, you will never be able to pass your test. And by me going to church, I learned a lot of things, and God's grace 
That's why I'm here. Hmm. Nick, what you think about his voice? What do you think about the man? I was enthralled. Man, I listen, I'm very particular about what kind of music I listen to. And I I'll be completely honest with you, I didn't grow up in church. We bounced around from like we bounced around between religions. We tried a lot of different things. I don't usually get caught by a voice that like a a church voice. But man, you can sing. Let me tell you, I would listen to you sing. Even you're the only voice that I've ever heard in that regard. Like growing up in church with that like that gospel hymnal voice. I love it. Your voice is amazing. I would sit there and listen. I would sit through a whole concert of you singing. Thank you so much. That means a lot, man. I greatly appreciate that. No problem. And that's the thing. Like having a talent. It, having a talent means nothing if you don't do it, like if you don't do anything with it. And that's one of the biggest things that, like my dad taught me that. Uh, it's just it's all about the passion that you have in it. You don't have to well, be. You don't have to be the best. To be the greatest, you just have to keep going at it. And there's many people that have kind of shaped me to be who I am. And there's a quote by Mose Def. It was something I saw a long time ago. It said, there's a great difference between being the greatest and being necessary. And I really think you're necessary. Like the, the message of positivity regardless of what it is, regardless of what faith it comes from or what part of your soul it comes from, being positive and helping people uh, find that hope and happiness in themselves makes you necessary. So keep doing what it is that you're doing because that drive and that passion is what builds communities. And that's why I chose not to go in. Like, I could have probably gone into rap if I wanted to, but I don't like that mentality. I don't like that cut everybody else down to prove how strong you are because in the end, no man is an island. You can't do everything on your own. So that soul that you have, that place that that voice is coming from that makes someone like me who doesn't go to church want to listen to you, that's the part of you that you need to hold on to. That's the part of you that you need to keep pushing with. And someday you may not be the greatest. I may not be the greatest. None of us may be. But we'll all be necessary, and that means way more to a society that needs it than having another Eminem who is just talking about how he hates everything and life is just horrible. Because in the end, if you just focus on yourself, you're not helping anyone, but you are. Like, you need to keep on with that. Greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Attention, attention. His, he, Mr. Nick and Mr. Bennett, John, y'all done did y'all things so well that y'all brought a crowd. Nice. Um, I don't. Do you mind if I say something real quick? I just want to give a shout out to a few people that are online. Of course you can. Um, I don't know if any of them are still online, but I want to do a special shout out to um, Brandon Williamson if he's still online. Brandon is the founder of Pure Inc. He's the reason why I like. He's the his event is the reason that I'm still growing as a poet. And he, if he's still online, I want to thank him very much for being a very positive, powerful drive and building something that I wouldn't be me without. 
So um, he, he might you, not he might no, not be I, online anymore. But if he is, for you right now, because you have two New York callers. Yeah. That, open it that, mic. that would Brandon's probably one of them. Brandon is the reason his event is the reason that I am where I am. Um, I know my dad from Kansas was online. My aunt from California is online, and um, uh, the girl who runs Im- the Image and Identity Show here in New York that I'll be uh, I'll be performing at next week is also online. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what she wants to go by. I mean, Ada, uh, I think she goes by Erica. I'm not sure. Erica. But, uh, but she is, uh, she's also online. Uh, they've messaged me since I've been on the phone with you guys. So there is a very positive crowd back there. So Yeah, I opened up, I opened up both of the New York callers, and I see your, I see your, you said your father's from Kansas? It would have, the call would have been from Lawrence, Kansas. Oh yes, they're, uh, they're online too. Would you like for me to open up the mic? Um, if you'd like to, absolutely. If they have something <laughs> to say, they can. How's it going, guys? This is Nick Dad. I just wanted to thank you, everybody, for having a great show, and I appreciate Nick uh, for uh, you know performing. And uh, just uh, peace and love to you all. Thanks, Dad. What's up? Support. Love it. <laughs> that was awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I, that's all. I, that's all I wanted to say. So, I, I saw that my uh, some of my support had come online, and I wanted to express my gratitude to them for giving me the drive and will to do this. And I know that, uh, Mr. Bennett, you keep going with your passion. That it's just one new audience. It's one new audience member at a time. I've come to realize that there's no such thing as a big break. It's the people one by one that start believing in your passion that make you great because that team behind you builds up because of who you are, not what you can do. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. No problem. Well, would you like to hit us with another piece? Uh, I have another piece. I, if Mr. Bennett wants to go first, he's more than welcome. I know my pieces run a little bit longer than his, and I tend to be talk a lot. So, <laughs> you have to go, Mr. Um, you have to go, Bennett. Um, mm, Are you, want, you want me to take it? Yes, you take while well, I think of something. Yes, please do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I'm gonna do a piece. This one, the my New York fan or my New York fan base and the my New York fellow poets have heard it at, at least a half a dozen times. But um, this is a piece called Privilege. It's one that I'm actually really proud of, uh, mainly because of the message behind it. It needed to be written at the time that I wrote it. Um, it's at the core of it, it's about civil rights. It's about uh, actually doing something besides sitting around and talking about doing something um, more than just raising awareness. It actually, like, instead of just watching it from a distance and talking about it as if it doesn't affect us, um, I, I wrote this as a, uh, like Brandon likes to say, make it bigger 
so I made this as big as I possibly could. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. First Lady Roosevelt, 1948. And between Eleanor's sentiments and where Mrs. Parks benched, the strongest ideas have never bent to the wills of the whispered nonsense that the songs of society have attempted embedding in mankind's gift of progress to which we once aspired so fervently we rose then fell. And between that quote from Mrs. Roosevelt to those from how Roosevelt under the imposing belt of an ignorant culture that whips her and her kinfolk again and again with blows which dealt an unconstitutional no. All hell will break loose if you sit here. We still live among these dark agents of dark ages. Our pages are peppered with darkening cages as dictated to us through the hardships of others. Yet somehow they're always doctored up in doctorates, inscribed on our parchments by dangerously well-spoken racists, ageists, bigots, and sadists, etc., and though our fears still administer ranges of blistering blows meant to squelch us, you should know that we only crush the fruits of our passions when they jam our plain souls up like welchers, because we just don't listen. When the new ideas convolute the old truths which we're used to getting trapped in, comprehensive entrapments, we become complacent and wrapped in our sheltered encampments. We let historical figureheads dictate our actions and tamper with maximum capacities our capabilities could tap and we claim that's how it's always been done. Play by the rules. You have to know where you're from in order to know where you're going. That's not entirely fact. First, you have to understand who you are before you can define where you're at. Because even the brightest minds in existence once thought that this planet was flat. Until one radical mind challenged that acceptable platform which was comfortably palatable and that's why we need to quit talking in circles and walk away together or we could just stay here and plan for our futures forever, never understanding what's best, simply bickering over what's better, rehashing semantics, the same mantics that have shredded us apart since the beginning of time. In order to support one another, we need to stop playing life support as we watch while we die. So if great minds discuss ideas, Average minds discuss events, and small minds discuss people. Forget that I wrote you this poem. Leave here tonight and go do something about this yourselves. I'm loving it right there. I like the way that you 
that that piece right there makes you hell. I'm standing there with my fist up in the air. I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I'm just. <laughs> It's one of those moments where hell, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm just standing here, just with my fist up in the air, going yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what do I say? I don't, oh shit! <laughs> Wait, that's all I can say. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, it's, it's so it's so surreal. Like I'll tell you, writing that piece or writing any piece. I'm familiar with the thoughts that are going on in my head. I go over the word choice over and over a thousand different times. By the time I've released it out on the page, I'm so tired of hearing it that it doesn't have the same impact on me. And hearing what it does to the audience, hearing hearing what it does to each individual person that comes in contact with it reminds me why I wrote it to begin with. So the poem, like I said, it isn't even for me anymore. Forget that I wrote it, but that message is what drives just me writing. It's going on stage on some basic level. I feel like there's a little bit of ego in it for everybody, but what separates the people who never get anywhere and the people who do something with it is really what drives, like the ego gets you up there, but the message is what drives it. And I'm not in the business of going up on stage anymore and talking about my feelings and my emotions. It's what starts the piece. But when I make something like that, it's really to open people's eyes to something that isn't safe anymore. Like, it's not the standard. When you hear something so many times, you forget to listen. Because you just hear it over and over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I've heard songs on the radio that I've heard a thousand different times. Case in point, like the old Nickelback song, that This Is How You Remind Me. I, that radio, the radio played that out so much that I don't even hear it anymore. It comes on and a part of my brain just shuts it out. Because you know, there's, there's a famous song. There's a famous song that stuck in my head that I sing every morning. It goes, "The itsy bitsy spy." Wait. <laughs> Speaking of spy, for what you think about that? I thought that piece was simply phenomenal. I love how you delivered it, and you said that it might get on your nerves because you're used to speaking it. But I loved it. It was amazing. Oh, no, that piece doesn't get on my nerves. But that's the thing. Like, by the, by the time it comes out, it doesn't have the same effect on me that it did when I wrote it. But that piece I actually love because I did what I set out to do with it. Like, I rehashed it over and over and over and over again. But it means more to me. Like, it, it still means a lot to me. But when I do it for somebody for the first time, and it's the first time they've ever heard it, it doesn't nickel oh. back to them. It, like, I'm sure Nickelback loves that song that they made, but they did it so many times. But for me, like, I go on stage, and I know the words that are coming out of my mouth now. The message is already ingrained in my head, but watching that look on somebody's face where they're like, oh, I hear it now. I hear it because it's been said differently. I hear it because the point got made. And that's what I go on stage for. It's like... But I, I keep going back to Pure Inc. and Brandon and all the like the phenomenal poets I work with in Buffalo. It's they made it bigger. They made me bigger. So when I get up on stage, I have the ability to give them this present, like give them these words that isn't about me. I'm not going up there and going, "Hey, 
the, the, me, mine, our, like this. I'm going, it's beyond us. It's beyond this. Go out in the world and do something about this yourself. Like, I don't want the ego of this, but I just want you to hear it as if you heard it for the first time. So, that's, it's very understandable. That, I mean, yeah. And it's much appreciated. Um, yeah, that's the point of poetry. So, uh, that, that's what I believe. So, go ahead. Go ahead. That's, sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Mr. Rumble, what do you think about that piece? Oh, we'll see. That piece did the same exact impact it gave me the first time I heard it. That's not the first time I heard that, Mr. Nick. Right. You heard that the last time I was on the show. Not as the feature, but I did it uh, last week, I think. Or I was on the show did. last week. Yeah. Well, you did yeah, it. You upset at me. But this time you just slapped me slightly. <laughs> Good piece. I, didn't, I, I didn't get the honor to hear it, so I'm glad that you read it again. See, yeah, you felt the impact, huh? It turned your hair into a whole new style. You was like, just let your soul flow. Let us understand. We got a special surprise for the features today. Okay. <laughs> we have a surprise. Today, Is that Mr. what you feature? You, you and uh, Mr. Bennett and Mr. Nick, you are in the midst of not only one radio station, you're in the midst of three radio stations right now. Miss oh, Chandler wow. show wow. Queen Sanctuary. So it's a possibility that you could be featured also on her show. And she is a part of the Honey Drip Radio. And wow. all oh, I'm definitely listening. Amazing. I love that awesome. Gives you more than enough opportunities to hit multiple platforms because people have to hear you, and you represent right. the B station too. This is this is going to be more globalized than you can truly ever imagine, and we're thankful that you came to venue today because you have fans. Because I'm seeing the fans popping in, popping in, popping in. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's beautiful. Yes, it is. Very nice. Do uh, and not to like. Not to make this sound like too cliche, but thank you for having us on here. Like without, like without you guys, without the show, without the platform, myself, I'm sure Miss Bennett feels the same way. Like we'd just be, we'd be people sitting in our apartments writing. It would just be on paper. Like it's yes. the, both sides. Both sides have to balance each other. We're the artists. The the art wouldn't be there without the artists, but the art wouldn't get anywhere without the without the platform, without the radios and without the TV and without the media. So it's our responsibility to be socially conscious about what we put out there. But then for Absolutely. someone like you to recognize what that is, then we can create a movement and we band together and we make Beast Nation a huge thing. We make Buffalo Poetry or Florida, um, any community, we just band these communities together as a whole, if we stop trying to cut other people's communities down and make our own look better, then we create something national, which is okay. on, a grand, on a grander scale is what's wrong with the country. Now we're so subdivided in what each state wants for themselves that we forgot okay. that we're people that speak the same language, that want the same things, that are the same, that are human at heart. So thank, right. you, for, thank you for putting us on here and actually believing in people you've never met and making this bigger than it could have been. So. You're very welcome. Thank we you thank so you. Much. 
Thank, Thank you, God, for taking off the time to come through. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in my sweatpants in my living room. That's, it's no problem for me. I'm, I'm doing, <laughs> I, it's a nice night for me. I'm talking to people that's not my dog. So. Um, I would like to say, um, if I can, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. Um, this God knows this opportunity means a lot to me. It has opened up a bigger branch versus me being a um, caterer, having my own company. This has opened up so many opportunities for me, and I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough. And if you are ever, ever in Florida and you pass by a little town called Manatee County, please stop by Simply Divine Catering and Baking Services, and I will have your cake ready to go. Oh! <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you bake cake. Freeze the whole show. <laughs> cheesecake. Cheesecake. I want a cheese. I want the cheesecake. Look, this is how I want the cheesecake design, right? The cheesecake okay. gotta have a coyote on there, and they gotta howl like "oh," but it can't really howl because it's in this <laughs> hole and everything. I'm ex. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> wow, I, I, that, that's the first. But we take challenges here. That's what makes us stronger. So yeah. I will be working on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Mr. Bennett, um, definitely look for an inbox for me. Um, they know me here at Panther, but on Facebook, I'm under Tiffany Webb. I'm gonna um, send you a friend request, and okay. I do want to hear you on my show. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And you too, Nick. Absolutely. Anytime you want me on your show, just I'm friends with uh, I'm friends with Beast King. On yeah. Facebook, so look me up. I'm Nick Gavecci. Um, send me a friend request, and anytime you want me on your show, just let me know. I'm free most okay. nights. Yeah. I got you. Mr. Rumble, do we have any callers calling in that like to speak to either one of these guys? <laughs> do we have any callers? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We have so many callers. I'm just going to... um give this public service announcement. We have callers and artists. So at approximately 11.15, they will be able to open up the mics for the features to be able to just chillax and rest so the artists that have called in, they can hear the beautiful form of artistry coming through as well. Wow. That's awesome. That's good. That's good. Now, I know since Mr. Bennett is from Florida, and I know he has fans. I'm going to open up the other Florida that that, that has been here for Mr. Bennett. Their mic is unmuted. Welcome. Florida. Hello. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Welcome to... Return of the Welcome. artist. We hear you. What do you What are you thinking about our features tonight? Uh, it was great. Um, actually, I'm I'm Mr. Bennett's manager, so I was calling to listen and check him out. That was my main thing. He did a great job. Nick, you did awesome too. 
And y'all exactly. doing great on the radio. As far as hosts, y'all doing great. Y'all keep up the good work. And I'm going to continue to keep listening. And I'm going to tune in every time I see something pop up. Perfect. Thank you so very much. No problem, no problem. I'm going to keep, I'm going to go bikes and continue to keep listening. So y'all keep it up, man. Thank you, sir. Thank no you. <laughs> All right. We also have another, we have, a, we have, we have two New York callers. One Cleveland caller, one Ohio caller, one Georgia caller, and Lady Piranha. Uh, host, who would you like for me to open up first? Uh, you know what? You see, there's a thing that I do on purpose is you never know when I'm going to attack at any moment. I would like for you to open up the Cleveland caller. Okay. They're open. Hello, Cleveland. You're on the line. Your mic is unmuted. Go ahead and speak. Oh, they're going to be muted. Hmm. Okay. I got you. <laughs> in the meantime, go ahead and mute that and bring it on in, Miss Piranha. She is unmuted. Hey, family. Hey, Nick. Hey, Mr. Bennett. I am so proud of you guys and so honored to have you guys a part of the Beast Nation. I was listening to the show all night, and both of you guys did an amazing job. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. Thank you. Miss Piranha, I would love to hear something from you. Oh, you would know. Okay. I have a um, newer piece I wrote. You ready? Sure. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. These words echo within my eardrums. The 60s were the heartache, backdrop of Motown's soul song with memories of strange fruit hanging from popular trees. My parents would tell me, baby, be sure when you go downtown, read the signs about but this man who stands out among the crowd, red, brown hair, light skin, bow tie, and suit, said to the people, I am black first. My sympathies are black. My allegiance is black. My objectives are black. Before he could continue, I remember what I was supposed to be doing. Black. That's what I wanted to be. Tired of being called a Negro, this new label made me so strong. On occasion, I would sneak down the cold New York street just for a moment to hear this mysterious man speak. Something about his male presence gave confidence to me. When I arrived home, my parents questioned where I had been. I told them about the handsome, wearing bow tie man. My parents told me people get killed for speaking their mind. 
Oh, uh, her call has just dropped off, but I know she'll be calling right back. So who else would you like for me to uh, bring to the table, Mr. Coyote? I would love to hear from Mr. Bennett singing again. Mike is yours, Mr. Ben. Hello. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. Well, the song that I had in mind um, is a song that my my church family sang, and it's very, very, very a very nice song, and it speaks about forgetting about the money and the riches of the world. You know, you could trade it all up just for Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sing some of that for you all. Um, Here we go. I woke up this morning. I was feeling kind of down. I called on my best friend. She could love I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Don't give me a mansion on top of a And don't give me the world with a child Got that voice that just stops the whole entire room. They just freeze. Mhm. You make me sit here and want to go to church and just be sitting in the background going, "Amen." Mhm. Amen. But then they don't sing. They ain't ready. They ain't ready. Exclusive. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was doing a robot, but when he started singing, I turned to a statue. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, oh, oh goodness! I, and, I'm gonna uh, drop I'm gonna drop my first single in 2020. Y'all look out for that. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be there. <laughs> uh, Lady Piranha, Vice President of the Beast Nation, has came back in to finish that miraculous piece that she started. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know I just ran up and gave you a big old hug, right? You didn't see it? You couldn't feel it? Hold on, let me get a little closer. Hey, Piranha. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. All right. Why? We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. These words echo within my eardrums. The 60s were the heartache, backdrop of Motown soul song with memories of strange fruit hanging from popular trees. My parents would tell me, baby, 
Be sure when you go downtown, read the signs about but this man who's sitting out among the crowd, red, brown hair, light skin, bow tie, and suit, said to the people, I am black first. My sympathies are black. My allegiance is black. My objective is black. Before he could continue, I remember what I was supposed to be doing, black. That's what I wanted to be. Tired of being called a Negro, this new label made me feel strong. On occasion, I would sneak down the cold New York street just for a moment to hear this mysterious man speak. Something about his male presence gave confidence to me. When I arrived home, my parents questioned where I had been. I told them about the handsome, wearing, bow-tied men. My poppy would tell me, people get killed for speaking their minds. I replied, poppy. I wouldn't mind. Like Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you haven't found something you wanted to die for, you aren't fit to live. Some time flew by before I ran into my mystery guy. Snowflakes danced among me as I waited outside near the spot he would usually seek. Paying no attention, I ran into him. My eyes met his, growing wide as the grin that came upon his face. He said to me, little sister, what's your name? I replied, they called me Kay. I looked down at my feet, listened to the pitter-patter of my heartbeat when he interrupted me. I've noticed you in the crowd of my people. Do you know my name? I shook my head in embarrassment. He said to me, I am Malcolm X, activist for our people. He and I spoke for a while, but what he said next stuck out to me. The greatest mistake of the movement is trying to organize the sleeping people around specific goals. You have to first wake the people up, and then you'll get action. Sister, are you awake? I smiled and spoke proudly. Yes, brother, I am awake. He told me to be careful and to continue to speak after his death. He hugged me before walking past me, nodding. 1964 was my year, and a change was going to come. I was born by the river. In a little tent, oh, just like the river I've been running every since. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change going to come. Oh, yes, it is. Sam Cook sung my soul song. The following year, February of the 21st day, my hero was assassinated. Bullets rung as his heart beat its last beat. Tears streamed down my cheeks once word got to me. I wiped my face, stood tall, and put on my black beret and decided I would pick up what his final words lay, piranha and eat. I was born by the <clears throat> sorry, something in my throat. That piece right there. Wow. Uh yeah, what he said. Mhm. See, when you touch the microphone, every single time you speak, you got a habit of bringing everybody closer from your words to your singing 
and I appreciate you. Thank you. After what you think about that? Beautiful as always. Love you, sis. Thank you. I love you too. Mr. Bennett. Yes. Wow. Breathtaking. Very breathtaking. Oh my goodness. You had me over here with chills going down my arm. I was like, wow. I've heard a lot of pieces of poetry being spoken, but never, never that powerful. And as you were speaking, I can actually see myself walking through that with you. Wow. Continue to keep up the great work and never let no one discourage you. You have a destiny. You have a future that lies ahead of you, and, and, and you got to you got to go get it. You got to go get it. <laughs> Continue to keep that up. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. What about you, Nick? I, um, I always have a lot to say, <laughs> but um, there is there's a lot that goes on when you hear one person's voice. Some people have meaning but lack tone. Some people can, they sound the role, but they lack meaning. Um, in order to actually be an entertainer, that matters. All of these things have to fall into place. Like you need to sound the role, you need to look the role, you need to actually live the role. And her voice is so haunting. It's it, it's amazing. Like it it's the whole thing just over the phone. And it it's hard enough to find somebody that keeps your attention in person when all of those things are there. But the same way with Bennett is the same thing in this situation. Just to be captured in completely by one aspect of somebody, just have that voice that you can listen to is impressive in and of itself. Like, to be able to sit in a quiet apartment and listen to a voice come through your phone and want to keep hearing it is spectacular. So I love it. And to give you an to give you the image that's in my head, it's kind of like listening to Billie Holiday is what it's like for me because her voice has it echoes the some of the tones that or the feeling that I get when I would listen to like an old Billie Holiday record. It's it's a there's darkness and a haunting, um, uh, I don't want to say tone again, but it's a haunting tone that captures me through the phone. So um, like Bennett said, and I'm pretty sure everybody would say, keep going with it. There are people who won't understand, but I think that's kind of the mark of a, of a, a dream that's worth something. Because if everyone understood what you were trying to do, you're probably not dreaming big enough um, or you're not talented enough. And, and there are people that hate you just because of what it is that you're able to do that they don't know how to harness. And I hope you don't let go of it. I, I really hope you keep going with it and do something bigger than one person can do. And I'm pretty sure Beast Nation is going to keep growing. So 
where one person might fall short, an entire nation will be able to push you to where you need to be. So keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys. It's all love. Thank you. Absolutely. Mr. Rumble, what do you think about that? That's my piranha mama. What you mean what I think about? Don't even ask me that question. <laughs> I don't know. Did you like my the pigeon? <laughs> K.K. Valley. Don't even ask me that question. Because <laughs> you asked hey, that. I'm just saying, gonna... you know. Hey, it, could, it could come a day where you're going, nah, dude. But what was I thinking? That's piranha. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might get I, I I got a shark and a piranha just staring at me right now. Like, say something, coyote. I'm going to bite your ankles. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I don't want to get bit today. Ooh, shoot. You also have a Georgia on the line. Mr. Coyote. Yes, sir. Georgia. Georgia. You're always on my mind. So Mike, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, John. <laughs> this is Free Spirit. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Hey, Miss Free Spirit. <laughs> How you doing? I'm great. Great. <laughs> this lady right here is, it had one on the Poetry Slam right along with me. Um, we had tied in first place. This lady right here is a phenomenal poet. And I'm glad to share the spotlight with her. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Hi. Free spirit. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, did you did you come in and just say hello? Do you have something for us? Uh, yeah. I kind of switched it up because of... Uh, I heard the uh, the feature in uh, he was singing gospel and stuff. I'm like, I I might not want to do that piece tonight. I have to do a different piece. So. <laughs> yeah, so I have something. It's, 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 I switched it up real quick. <laughs> do whatever you feel as your heart heart want to do. <laughs> okay, this one is it's called uh, I found my purpose and um. Here goes. A poetic journey. A poetic journey is a peek into my world. Life as I know it, no sugar coating, no vision blurred. It defines a survivor. See, the time has arrived when I show the world my pride and joy. Two boys blessed from my womb. Life will consume you if you don't know your purpose. Life appeared worthless until I birthed it. First came my king, my first born with my dream come true. Although I was clueless of what to do with a gift so precious, God blessed us. Next up was my little prince Charming, born born to charm me. His wit is alarming, but I wouldn't change a thing about him. So no more no more doubting. My motivation was conceived when I conceived my own seeds. Their presence is the fuel I need to feed this ambition growing inside me. It keeps me alive, my heartbeat. So defeat is never an option. Besides, I have two men watching, calling me mommy. So fear is behind me. Now our future is defined, intertwined with purpose. Now it all seems worth it. That's that piece. 
Wow. Amazing. That was dope. That was good. Thank you. Very good. Have your fan. Hi. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. I'm enjoying tonight. I'm kind of stuck off of all of y'all right now. And this yes, is why. And this is why I said that she's in the spotlight. Thank you. And Piranha, oh my gosh, that's my first time hearing her, but she was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys. I'm enjoying the show. I, I tuned in a little late. I had to do homework, but um, I definitely couldn't miss it. I'm glad you came. Hey, guys, what y'all think about what she just did? That was dope. I liked it. Yeah, that was amazing. Like, oh my goodness! Thank you. Continue to continue to keep that up, please do, because people in the world need to hear great things like that. Wow. Okay, thanks. Uh, we'll do. I'm actually working on a book, so um, I'll kind of keep everybody posted when I'm getting ready to release it. So. Oh yeah, I'll buy twenty copies. Yay! Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm your fan. You gotta, you gotta let me know. Who, who is that that keeps saying I'm your fan? Who is that? Is that oh, Charles? You forgot about Beast King. That's that's how we do. You forgot about Beast oh. King. That's how we do. That's, that's really. Charles. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. you gonna say my government too? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Beast King. I'm like, which one? I know John's voice though. I, I kind of know his voice now. Okay. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is Panther. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, huh? I'm good. Good. I enjoyed that piece. Huh? I said I was muted. I'm sorry. I enjoyed that piece as well. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, do we have any more callers that like to come on in? Oh, yes. You got one. They just said, holler at me. Their mic is unmuted. What's going on, Beast Compound? (laughs) What up, Mr. K? Yeah, yeah. I had to sneak up in here. What's going on, people? You know, Eat Network, you know, uh, I eat my food, yeah, but I made sure I had to get up in here, though. <laughs> Salute to DSR. Excellent, of DSR. CEO of DSR. <laughs> all day. <laughs> so much respect to all y'all here. Coyote, Beast King, they Panther in the building. Shout out to all y'all. Hey, love. You know? I'm going to hit y'all with this piece. I ain't going to take up too much of your time. Uh, Yeah, the title of this piece is called What's Seen and Heard Often. It goes like this. On late nights, the world is exposed. I've seen frustration from a man who shot his car or someone else's just because it was locked either angry at his own possessions or that's the new way of breaking in. I remember when I was a teenager, I saw a Rottweiler's head laying dead on the grass from a dog fight. Yeah, that 
that time wasn't daylight. Back tonight, where you see hookers, dealers, drug addicts roaming the streets. No, I'm no saint, but never dealt any drugs. Yeah, some sometimes mistaken me as a thug, but that isn't the title I label myself as I walk past fiends who didn't follow their dreams, scoping dealers, ready to rob hookers for cash they salvaged. Homeless on the street at night, downtown corners, benches, underground, subway stations, bus stops are where they lay. A lot of youth just laugh at that display. I remember a middle-aged man called the young guy gay. But it was a mistake as then fists were exchanged the result. The middle-aged man laying on the ground rubbing his jaw. The young guy on the phone still pissed telling it all. They both leave. And in the same bus as I can't believe this shit. Late at night, the world exposed the SR all day in peace. <laughs> That right there was powerful. That's powerful. Yo, I want to hear that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for that. Appreciate the encore, too, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just want oh, to... Um, Go ahead, man. My brother, Kane Spade. We had two spectacular features tonight. Mr. Nick... Givenchy? Yeah, and you got it. Ben. You got it. Nice. Hello. Hey, well, Hello. I mean, congrats on your features, man. I mean, I just got in here. I didn't hear y'all, you know, prior to that. You know, sorry, I missed uh, missed out earlier, man. Yo, before you jump off the line, I got to tell you, that line that you said, the middle-aged man lying on the ground rubbing his jaw, a young lady still on her phone telling it all, that was, that was the shit. I, yo, <laughs> yo, that happens daily around here. Like the neighbor four blocks away from here, I see that shit every day. I, yo, you got to find me on Facebook. Yo, are you on Facebook? Yeah, I'm on Facebook under the name uh, Kane Spade. You know, like they said, I'm the CEO over there at the DSR, 581.3 Network. You know, we got radio shows too, man. All right. Yeah, no, that's, I definitely, I definitely want to keep in touch with you. That was, it was a simple poem, but you definitely went in on that. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Also, know the poem I just spit is straight out of my published book. You find that book on Amazon.com. Name of the book is Awaken the Poet. All right, Awaken the Poet. Right now, it. you know. Also, uh, stop through if y'all got time tomorrow. Uh, DSR presents Well Spoken with host Word Warrior, Anointed Thoughts. That show coming on at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So stop through. Open mic poetry. Word Warrior doing his thing. Hey, Kane. I appreciated that piece, too. That was a powerful piece. I was muted. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. I mean, thank you, Panther. You know, appreciate it. You know, you got flow, too. I'll be catching you on your beast mode. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, Les. Hey, no problem. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to keep listening. All right.
Mr. Coyote, what would you like to do now? You have one more caller on the line. Uh, I'm enjoying the callers calling in. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Keep them coming. Don't one stop. <laughs> yeah, one more call on the line so far. And then, you know, your features can bless the mic a couple more times because I know they're waiting to hear you because I know they ain't know you a poet until I just told them. <laughs> Ohio is uh your mic is open. Hey Ohio, you ready to speak to me and us and the whole panel? Cause I'm ready to hear you. They might be a little preoccupied. <laughs> Hello? I'm not a poet, but hey. <laughs> What's going on? I'm glad you called in. Well, yeah, I've been on the line. I didn't know Ohio was me, but sorry. <laughs> I'm just listening and enjoying the show. Who are we speaking to? Well, I'm glad you had called in. Is that this for? Hey, John. (laughs) That's what's up. See, I love the support that everybody bringing in to everybody. Purple Heart says she's here, too. So, where's she at? Well... You gone gone back and kick back and enjoy the rest of the show. I ain't gonna attack y'all too much. Okay, I will. All right, everything is on you, and you will be having another caller calling in because he just gave me the phone one one on the seven eight seven. So I'm like, okay. Gotcha. Well, in the meantime, guys, would y'all like for, well, hell, since he said it, would you like for me to bless the mic, or would you like to go go with, go go in front of me? Well, you go ahead, man. It's all on you. The spotlight is on you. <laughs> all right. Gang-related death. Gunshots still in everyone, every people's last breath. What does the world come to? God ain't changed one thing. The sky is blue. The grass is green. So why has everything altered and changed? Everybody's minds altered and rearranged. Nothing important anymore. So what exactly are we living for? You see, Cleveland was never a murderous town. Now that shit changed all around. It's a murderous capital now. Little kids getting killed for no reason at all. Little Deshaun was killed playing ball. He told me he wanted to be a doctor one day when he grew up, but he he came because someone wanted to play God and tell him his time was up. It hurts to watch the news every day because, after all, I know what they're going to say. Burglary, shooting, murder investigation, child abduction, child molestation, criminal-type shit. This 
world is corrupted, and all these minds ain't saving it. This is John Hall, Beast King Coyote, and What'd you say about that piece, Mr. Bennett? Whoa. And is this is the one that was singing earlier? I got sunshine. Yo, I said you ain't okay. ready. You gotta wait for my C D to come out. <laughs> wow. Man, you 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 did that. You you did that. You went on about your thing. You you said that. I applaud you. Whoa. What you think about Keep that? I that was short and sweet. I like that. I don't like I said before. There, there hasn't been a bad thing that came through here. The point, like the point of poetry, it all comes from the person. Like, the, as long as you commit to what it is that you're saying, and you, like it comes from a place that means something to you, then everybody that's called in has had so much passion. Everybody on the line is they just they know. It, it feels like they know what it is that they're saying. They're not just writing things down, and for lack of a better term, they're not Kanye Westing. They're not just rhyming lines together just because it sounds good. Like, there, there's a reason behind everything that people have written, and I feel like I actually, I feel a meaning in what everybody's saying. So um, I, I really like it. I, I really do. I would stay on this phone call all night long if everybody just kept calling in and bringing the passion that they've been bringing from the second we got on. So that was dope. I liked it. Good job. Beyonce got the best record of all times. Oh, my bad. Sorry, he said Kanye. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I was saying you're you're not doing the Kanye West thing. Like, you actually have a purpose behind what you're doing. (laughs) How are you? How, how do you like that piece, Panther? That's my student right there. So, you know, I got to, you know, brush my shoulders off a little bit and be like, yeah, you did that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm-mm. Now I have wonderful news. Guess can what? I, uh, can I jump in real quick? I got a uh, Brandon from New York is still on the line. I think he, uh, I think he's still out there listening. So is I think he wants to jump on and say something. All right. To, uh, Mr. Brandon, press star eight, and I'll know which one is you. Excellent. His mic is open. I guess that's my cue. Well, welcome, Brandon. Hey, guys. Hey, Nick. Hey. All right. Well, first things first, I wanted to say kudos to all of you guys, to the um, hosts, to the poets, everybody who's been kind of sharing that. I've been, I've been enjoying it. Um, my first time listening, first time calling in and listening, and it's mostly, well, it's actually, you know, solely um, to, I was calling to support Nick, and I heard um, that he was going to be doing this, and I look forward to seeing what he had to say. And the funny thing about it is, Nick, you're not nearly this talkative when we're all around you. <laughs> <laughs> he's usually like quiet and he's in his thoughts and it's always a good it's always um it's good to hear him come out and hear him um uh talk and you know really open himself up but as as Vic said uh, my name is Brandon Williams and I am uh, here from Buffalo I actually am I'm the 
um, founder and the creator of the Pure Ink Poetry Slam, uh, which we have running here in Buffalo. And I want to thank you guys for uh, putting Nick out there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what um, what else is going to happen tonight. I'm looking forward to just hearing everybody here. and It's a good time. Very good. You want to throw us a piece, Brandon? Uh, yeah, sure. I could do that. Uh, any ideas, Nick? What I should do? <laughs> oh, man, I, <coughs> I don't know. You go for it. All right. I'm, I'm All not right. going to well, tell you what to do. You pick your favorite. You go with it. I'm actually going to do one that I don't normally do. Um, it's actually a, um, I took this piece and I broke it apart. Um, as a piece of a collaboration with Ben, as you already know, for Trigger Warning. And so um, this is where that poem spawned from. It's called Critical End. Let it be said that statistically, one of us will not live to see the end of this poem, so pay attention. Your survival relies solely on your ability to read the signs. Search for the demons in the darkness of your household underneath bed frames where you lay your head because rest doesn't come easy when you find the very force meant to protect you sleeping in your bed. When silence buys you protection, but your armor is a ticking time bomb, the signs above the bedpost read no snitching, and only you can prevent friendly fire Goldilocks. Do you not know the world you step into? When the curse of the black bear bears witness to a household being destroyed from the inside while being hunted on the outside and all you have to do is read the signs. Has anyone stopped to consider why mama and papa bear sleep in separate beds? Or how a family walk together can be a front for a household at war. A man's biggest fear is finding out that the monster that haunts him at night doesn't sleep under the bed but above it. It's knowing that when things are caressed by Papa's bare hands, they usually end up broken on the floor when the ups and downs of your violent secrets come to light behind closed doors, quote the raven, nevermore. Mama Bear realized that her existence relies on a lie she's told herself, and it resides above her bed, a sign that says it's always your Threatened by the one who swore to serve and protect her. Protection that leaves an impression on the fruit of her inner thigh. This is the jungle in which Mama Bear resides, where barefoot walks pose unbearable threats of her baby bear holding his breath, being found on the wrong side of a bear roll. Mama Bear rolls into bed after multiple nights of cold pores and finds shelter in blankets that can barely cover her insecurity. Silence is not the cure for violence, so this is a call to honor. A battle cry for the disarmed whose only weapon rests in their voice. Foolish philosophies are being forged into the fabrics of our societies from the fabrics of family trees, creating berries, being buried every day in the news. Liquid lullabies pour out of rivers drawn from our children in this concrete jungle by bullets that whisper sweet nothings in the dreams they bring. They will tell you that nothing is quite what it seems, but when your allies become your enemies, your enemies become anonymous. They don't follow through when the police adhere to the same no-smitting policy that you do. So I turned to my brother and I screamed, don't shoot. And then he turns to the officer and screams, don't shoot. And the officer turns to the camera and screams, don't shoot. The living dynamic for the black bear may be different from its polar opposite, but Goldilocks, if you want to cry her tears, 
If you want to bear her cross, if you want to walk in her shoes, then you have to sleep in her bed and wake up in a world with no more signs to read. Open your eyes, Goldilocks. It's hunting season. And your survival is now based on your ability to run. You have until the count of one. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Fire. You see that? You see I I was born in the fire. I was like this is, <laughs> This is what I have to go against. This is I go out there every month and for everything that everyone has heard from me, I go into a shark tank and I just get like it's it's like pulling teeth. I fighting for first place is like getting shot and trying like just not dying. That's my main goal every month is just don't die. That's this is what trained me. So when I told you the Buffalo is doing big things, I'm not joking. Like this is if he's the father, then we're all just rebellious children doing everything we can to make our names out there. And it's it's amazing. It look the Buffalo scene is outstanding. So Everybody should, yeah, no, like everybody listening, just go on Facebook, look up as many Buffalo posts as you can. I'm sure most of them will accept your friend requests. Um, they they all do this just to uh, get their message out and keep the uh, movement moving forward. So We're going to uh, do you one better, Mr. Nick. What's that? You know what we're going to do? What's that? If they're all available especially the founder, on the next month, Return of the Artist, we're going to feature all the Buffalo Poets on the show at the same time. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I am going to put that to my next status update. You are yep. going to have a show, sir. You have no yeah. idea what Sounds you just like the going to be done. <laughs> oh, my God. You might want to start promoting now. You want to get you. We're gonna break your phone line. You have no idea. You have no idea what you just did. <laughs> I am going to tag everyone, and your phone lines are going to break, and you might have a name that's going to go overseas by by April. So this is you, this outstanding. That's outstanding. And that has will be Beast King Coyote and Panther. But, yes, we're going to put in the field work because from what I heard, and because you were part of the Beast Nation anyway, and yeah. I, I respect grassroots poetry and its art form because I'm, I'm a father myself of Team Hungry as poet. Yeah. Me featuring everybody because of what you did and what he did. All of Buffalo. Come on. All right. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. We got it. You're gonna have a puring show next month. <laughs> let me let me ask both of you guys a question. Absolutely. See, right, right now you have a lot of people listening in from all mm-hmm. over the United States, all over the world. If you guys had to speak to your new followers, what would you guys say to them? What would I say? What would I don't, say to the new followers? Gotcha. Cut. I would say don't give up. Honestly, there have been times where I was, I looked at what I wrote and I had no faith in my own skill because people wouldn't listen. And that's the thing, like, I've had conversations with poets 
within the Purink uh, family. And one of the things that have, that stuck with me, what going back to the, what you asked me before, what would I say to myself when I was younger? I think the only thing I would say to myself is what one of my closer friends uh, in the Purink family, Ben Brandeis, Bang said up. to me. He he said, <laughs> very nice. They he says no one will respect you until you win. And it it in a very strange way. I know it sounds harsh on the surface, but if thinking back across my life, that's very true because I could have written the best poem ever when I was 18, but I didn't have a name. No one had picked me up. I hadn't done a show. So nobody listens to you because they don't think, they don't listen to the words you say more than they listen to the things you've accomplished. And because I hadn't accomplished anything even the message that I got across in a poem at 18, 20, 24 years old didn't mean anything to the short-sightedness of society. So new followers, anyone listening, don't give up. Because someday, the one per- all it takes is one person. And it happened for me on accident walking through the casino on a night that I didn't even want to be at the casino with my ex-girlfriend. I ran into <laughs> Solomon Dixon and Solomon yep. made me break out into a poem on the playing floor right in front of the roulette table. And I had to launch into a poem that I had memorized, and he invited me to Pure Ink, and a year later, I have become a, an exponentially better poet, an exponentially better person. I understand my mind better now than I did a year ago. Even though I could write, it was, it, it was just whatever I could come up with. There was no purpose. I would write poems just to write, not with any goal in mind. So um, to everyone out there listening, your moment will come. You just have to – opportunity meets preparation. That's really what yeah. it boils down to. Just keep doing what you're doing. That, yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. The only place where um, success comes before work is in a dictionary. So um, the thing that I always say when it comes to – um, or a message that I was I would always put out there is everybody has a story to tell. You're all going to have stories to tell. Um, and, you know, if you don't write it, if you don't express it, if you don't tell it, then don't expect somebody else to. And um, so when it comes to, um, when it comes to poetry, when it comes to ideas, um, a saying that I usually kind of uh, keep in my head was, what good is an idea if it's not expressed to be reckoned with? And so um, when it comes to uh, just about anything that you do, as long as you, you know, express your ideas, as long as you put your words out there. And then, of course, one of the things Nick, uh, Nick was um, saying earlier, which um, one of the things that Nick said, said earlier that I often say to the poets who come in is um, when you're telling your story, you can start with telling your story, but then make it bigger. Make it something that is more universal so that other people can grab onto where you're going and they're not necessarily just trying to sympathize with you about your particular story, about what you particularly went through. Right. You can make it something bigger and you can even, you can even turn it to make it something that motivates and, and inspires um, others. And that's, um, that's paramount when it comes to, uh, especially our style of poetry, when it comes to a slam style of poetry. Um, because you can break someone down as often as you want. You can, you know, be, you can, you know, get somebody as depressed as you want in a poem, 
But if there is no message behind it, then right now you're just playing with people's emotions and that's not necessarily cool. Um, but if you actually, if you break someone down, you know, you can take them to a particular point and then you can show them the path back to um, where they want to go or show them a path towards a better place as long as you kind of paint the picture. But no matter what it is that you do, no matter what story you tell, make sure that you um, take your personal story and then make it bigger so that other people can uh, gravitate towards what you're talking about as well. Um, and so, yeah, that's it's that. And then, of course, I'm just happy to have been able to give people a stage to express themselves, and that's kind of one of the things that I'm ultimately proud of myself how people are growing in the, not only in our scene, but just in general in the community. It's just a great feeling to be a part of it. And I appreciate you uh, setting that piece as well while I was needed. Um, this is Pastor. <clears throat> Say again? Say again? What? I said I appreciate you setting that piece as well. This is Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> along that, uh, along the lines of this conversation, I actually have one more piece. If we have time, I was just going to, it's usually way too long uh, to do a slam, and it's a piece that I did originally last January before I knew that there were any time restrictions or anything like that um, on a slam stage. But okay. if uh, if everyone wants to hear it, I have one more. All right. Um, um, uh, hold on one second. Of course okay. you can do that poem. But we've just popped in four new callers. After these four new callers get through, then oh, we can stop the show. Oh, absolutely. You have new callers. Let them take the stage. Go right ahead. Yeah. Now, Mr. Coyote? Yes, we're, sir. We're opening up a Texas phone call. Okay. It's getting hot in here. Texas, your mic is unmuted. Texas, welcome to Return of the Artist. They might be on the <laughs> uh, We'll get back to them. You have a Tennessee caller on the line. Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Rest Hi, of How you kings and queens doing tonight? What's going on? Nothing much. My my name is M. Dr. Poet. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, what's up, family? Yeah. What's up, man? I would love to share peace with y'all. That's cool. Hey, uh, first of all, to the last to the last poet, loved your peace and with all the conversation y'all was having. I fully, fully agree with everything you're saying. I had another piece that I wanted to do, do, but I feel like this one flowed perfectly with, with the, the conversation was going. Um, Appreciate it. Once upon somewhere, there was a poet. Just learning how to sign his name in between lines, wide rule notebooks laid out to determine what's known to be acceptable. Society, they rather turn this as being legible, though it's the intangibles that make us who we are that forms us into the person our forefathers long before predicted for us to be, see, to me, poetry. It's more than just a hobby. It's more than just a fan of snapbacks between fingers. More than just writing words down that rhyme and broken and run on sentences and actually reading them in words 
I can always believe in them. See, they've never done me wrong, never shown me harm, always stuck by my side through thick and thin as a child, crying in my pillow whenever mama wasn't home, daddy was gone. I'm all alone, just me, myself, and my pen, see. I've been writing since before I was 10. Back then, never knew it as a gift, just something to do in my free time in order to prevent the voices from roaming in my head. A city boy, drug south, detaching him from the only heart that pumps the blood that flows throughout his veins, itching from the absence whenever somebody is to mention his name, Chicago, I loved you all the same, was scribbled on the outside edges of the first love poem I ever wrote. Shared my first kiss with a pair of lips stamped upon folded sheets of paper intended for someone else. Besides my daughter, this stage is all I have left. This pen removes the sins which are destructive to my health. See, it's more than just a hobby to me. These words just flow like liquid from lips made of gold form poems that are much more than what you've been told they'll be. See, there's evidence of a lost language. Imitated and described to have been forgotten for years, the critics, they've been plotting to silence our voices. Framed us as being an enemy whenever our ideas don't mimic their choices. They mock us in public because we see names such as Sean Bell, Mega Evers, and Tupac Shakur as more than just a subject. That could have been me. Ferguson, Missouri, that could have been we. United States of America is just truly all we can be, see. It's more than just a hobby to me. Poor you saved my life. Took me out the streets, gave me reason, and placed me on this stage in order to stand before you, show you that dreams do still come, to, and do still come true and hopes. One day even you will pick up a pen and say to the world, I'm more than what you think I am. Like I'm more than just a grown man who writes things down for a living. But if by chance you look for something catchy to call me, then hi. My name is M. Dot, the poet. Thank you. Nice. I like that a lot. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You did that. That was amazing. That's a great way to explain why you're not just a poet. I appreciate you coming in. I really do. Thanks for having me. The moment you said your name, I stopped. Like, okay, you got my attention. (laughs) Thank you. uh, I'm a sportswear artist in Nashville uh, trying to build up the scene here. I host two shows around town. Just now trying to build up my name to... It's span uh, span out, uh, out outside these city limits. So thank you for for giving me the stage to do that on. Mister Mister M Dot. Yes, sir. I have a public service announcement. Yes, sir. You. What we're going mm-hmm. to do is, if you need help, Team Hungry Honey Drip Radio, Beast Nation will all help you, and you have multiple flat platforms as of right now for you to express yourself on. And the, there's a young lady named Panther, which has her own show that's on Thursday. And if I know she really loved this piece, so I know that if you get with her and she get with you, because you're already on my friend list, I already know you, Cole. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, will get on the, you will be featured on the soon. Love it. Love it. Thank you. For all the listeners, uh, follow me on Instagram at juicingit615. Uh, and on Instagram, M slash D-O-T space D-A, the poet. Thank you all for having me, man. Much love. Thanks for coming. Hey, Mr. Rumble. Your next caller is from Tennessee. There's another caller from Tennessee. 
And the mic is already unmuted. Hello, BC. Hello, Panther. This is Afro Ajinu. Oh, oh. Afro! Uh, oh. Hello. <laughs> Hello, how are you both doing this evening? We are oh, wonderful. God. These King Coyotes yeah. showed up and showed out. All these powerful poets. And then we have our features. We have a man with such a gospel voice. This is Mr. Bennett. Mm-hmm. I mean, take King Bennett, my back, with his soulful singing. And we also have a powerful slammer from New York. Name Mr. Nick, and we've been having a ball. But since you here, I'm in love again. I mean, oh yeah, goodness. I'm happy. Oh my goodness! Well, I just I I mainly called at this hour to just show support uh, to the network as well as Team Hungry in your ongoing quest to revamp things and to to bring back what is missing from the artistic movement as well as uh, the hip hop movement and just overall just just the the entire premise of expression and artistry. So I'm here to support that and be a listener this evening. I'm kind of losing my voice because it's getting late. But I would like to be able to sit back and listen to the entire show and um, be dazzled and be wowed by all of the, the talent that is still training through my ears. Okay, most definitely. You can sit back and relax, and I'll make you anything you want. I'll even buy a whole kitchen just for you. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to probably try to go into the kitchen and make some tea or something because my voice is getting, you know, and just, like I said, sit up and listen and um, have my ears and, and quite possibly my heart and my mind blessed evening by what I hear. Wonderful. Yes, sir. Now, we also have a Louisiana caller on the line right now. Welcome to Return of the Artist with Beast King, Coyote, and Panther. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I didn't even hear it say my mic was unmuted. It's Triple D. I know who it is. I want everybody else to know. Oh, well, I'm Levante Lamar, a.k.a. Triple D of the Young Beast Nation, it is wonderful to be here. Nice to have you. <laughs> so, how are we rocking tonight? We have your Beast Nation brothers, Kate King, Mr. Bennett, the soulful singer, and we also have your New York brethren, Mr. Buffalo himself, Nick, being featured tonight. I'm Mr. Buffalo himself now. He's just getting better and better by the second, huh? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I caught I caught the uh I, I caught the last Buffalo piece, man. I was just sitting there like Damn. The one that Brandon that's, threw down? You caught that one? <laughs> yeah. That, that was one of those pieces where if it was my phone I would have had to turn the brightness down to even look at it, okay? Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> But I'm just you gonna do something for show. us. You got something for us, Triple D? Oh, I always got something. I was just Hell waiting yeah. for someone to ask. Go, go right ahead. I'm, floor is yours, I guess. All right. Yeah, 
I guess this is the part where I'm supposed to be an inspiration. Tell all the masses they can get out of my situation. But see, I ain't got the patience to tell you half-truth about rags to riches. Ghetto boys who can have loot when, honestly, I'm still struggling out in these streets where you see blades flashing and niggas packing heat. See, I got scars of loved ones whose body hit the pavement. That's why I got a hunger and not just a craving for my lyrical warfare to take me off of the streets and into places where I'm surrounded by brothers who drop heat. See, I wake up every morning and let my pen hit the pad, spilling ink instead of blood shooting words instead of lead I sign it with 3D's cause this is a whole new dimension this divine document the declaration of me changing direction I'm a beast on the mic cause it's the only thing I know how to be so now you know the story of the scars of Triple D and Beast <laughs> kill him young Beast Nation kill him the flow the delivery the, the words I, I I I liked. I appreciate that. I really do. That was good. I like. I would actually like to hear. I would like to hear a lot more. Like I, I was kind of hoping that verse would go on for a while because you have a you have a very clean delivery, and you obviously like you have a handle of the language. Um, like, well, I would like to hear that verse was actually only part of a larger set, so I might let you oh, hear that sometime. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that was, I mean that was you, part three of three. <laughs> you have a you have a good handle on it. Like I, I like your word choice. I like the, uh, I like your delivery of it. Like I said uh, earlier, there's it, it all like entertainment comes with a package. You I have the voice. Like you have the tone in your voice. You have the delivery. Um, I would like to see you actually perform live, which I'm you you do that right? Like you actually put on shows and things. Um, not any really big shows as of yet. Just usually some street soon. shows around here. Oh, absolutely. Okay, well, I mean, there will be soon. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have. It seems like you have everything else in that. Uh, like the rap delivery and the like the message delivery. So, definitely, like, keep going with it. It sounds sounds real good. I like it a lot. I appreciate it. I really do. Absolutely. Yeah, Triple D is one of them killers. <laughs> Actually, I was. Uh, actually, monster, I made you proud yesterday. I know you did. I already know. I already oh, know. you already know? What you know? I already know. What you know? <laughs> Can't tell you. Well, then I'm going to have to tell you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was at a Mardi Gras parade, and there was a jazz band walking by, and they had a nice little pause, and they was out there ciphering on their pause. Now, you know I jumped in. <laughs> yeah. Tore up the mic, and then as I left, I said, when you get a chance, look up Young Beast Nation on Facebook. <laughs> Kill him. Because, you know, that's how Beast Nation do out here. <laughs> that's how we do it. Oh, my brother. Thank you. I need you to sit back and relax, because I'm definitely going to have to chop it up with you, because they just about to destroy the mic. What you about to hear right now? Both of your brothers about to beat this mic into a coma. Oh, they are? One going to sing it to a coma. The other one just going to beat it to a coma. And then after that, Brandon just going to slap it and turn away and let the wind go through the hair. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> just tell me when you're ready for me to go beast mode, and I'll come and finish the mic off, all right? Oh. Well, I have to... When 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 they get when they get finished going crazy, Panther mm-hmm. gonna give you Panther gonna give you the signal. 
Ooh, Panther gonna give me. Ooh, okay. Can I go before they go? Oh, oh yeah, pa- Panther. Let them know who you. Yeah, let them know. Let let them know who you is, and then you know, give a uh, triple D to the that signal signal. Oh, you already know how I do. <laughs> All right, so let me get this straight. One's gonna put in the coma. The next one's gonna kill him. Then Panther's gonna come and bury the body, and then you want me to banish it to hell? Oh, no. So Brandon, Brandon's going to come by and slap it to make sure it's actually dead and then kind of kick it off the bed and just leave it on the floor, and then you got to come back and bring it to life. Yeah. yeah oh, that's how we're doing this? All right. <laughs> yeah, like, like Panther going to knock the teeth out. All right, so I'll follow and up then, Panther. And Nick going to take out the cerebellum. Ooh. And Mr. Bennett going sing, to sing them into some sweet lullabies. Then Ooh. after that, Brandon going to turn them upside down and take all their money. <laughs> then be the one off to other people. Then after they good and buried, then you're going to bring them back up to electrocute them. Then it's game time. All right, all right. Well, you you already know how to call my name, Beast Mode. Yep, definitely. All right, Panther. Kill it. Now. Is the tide where my soul and emotions shift? Should I chuck you off as lust or love or as what it? Should I embrace this moment or what it? Should I fight these tears that are frozen solid on the brim of eyes shut tight? What if I tell you love is where I need be? Truth is, I stand clear. From the confinement between lines so spread, not of this hemisphere, lips, hips, ever so passionate, yet poisoning the fibers of harmonious rhythm, almost in sync, bartering and trading the head my wandering soul, link by link, yet I sit quietly, thinking, is the chapter of your revival as thick as the scale tipped, while Trapped in this gate, set for her, my God. So tell me why must I relive each second loss and this hate to be considered it? Everyone has a confession. It's time to stand clear and speak loud, or forever seek comfortability in the lies within consciousness. Hours, days, seconds, minutes equal nothing. But another moment. To sit and bellow alone, quietly, yet so loudly the echoes in this vortex lost out. Deep within this poet's mind, a complete nothingness. Pants seem hung in me. Wow. That? That, that was good. That was, we're all kind of stunned. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why that she is my mentor, my teacher. While I have Mr. Rumble as my mentor, these are the people who bring me up. Do you hear this shit? Make a whole room just stop and freeze. 
<laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Okay, uh, Beast King's phone uh, call dropped, so it's just us. So what did you guys feel about that piece? That was, I liked it. Just, you had, that was all emotion, I felt like. The way you delivered it was soft, inviting, like, it just, it's beautiful. I love listening. Yeah, I just love listening to it. That was just a very soothing piece. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. What everyone else saying? Most definitely, don't stop what you're doing for nothing in the world. You have a gift that was blessed to you. Please, please don't lose it. And as I say it again, what God has for you is for you, and the devil in hell himself can't take that away. So please continue to keep up with your work. Oh, my goodness. That's I definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you. Is anybody else still here with us? Am I still muted or am I unmuted? You are unmuted. Oh, sweet. Look at that. Um, yeah, I definitely obviously enjoyed it as everybody else did. Um, and it's 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 a different kind of delivery. I mean, not necessarily different, but it's a alternative kind of delivery um, for a for uh, your voice. Your voice is actually really it's a really soothing voice, and it's a really as Nick said, it's a very inviting voice, and it um, it carries the poem very well. Um, and so, when you're able to when you're when you're performing your um, that particular piece. Um, it helps paint the picture that you're painting with your words. And so it brings the whole thing full circle. So I definitely enjoyed it. And thank you for sharing that with us. I'm also outside and trying to get inside (laughs) in the freezing Arctic cold of Buffalo. So don't mind my breathing. (laughs) It's messed out here. For anyone who is not from New York, it is, it's just awful. It's, some kind of cold, right? <laughs> I think it's awful everywhere right about now. Yeah. Oh no, I, I was uh, I was talking to somebody. Apparently, Watertown, New York, was the coldest city in the entire 48 states, or in the 48 mainland states. They hit a real temperature of negative 30, and then wind chill knocked it down to basically Arctic Circle level. Like they they were frozen solid, and we're not that much warmer. Here in Buffalo. Yeah, we thought we had a bad at negative 11. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we hit negative like the deep negative 20s with the wind chill. It was awful. Which is not normal for Buffalo, by the way. So, you know, before anybody, (laughs) that's not normal for us. Right. We broke records. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, So, Nick, you want to hit it? You want to drop this with each? Let's do this. And, and I'm, gonna do one, I'm gonna do one of my longer ones and then that'll be 
I guess that'll be the last one for me because we're getting down to the end. So, so here's what I, you know what? Here's what I want. Um, as soon as Nick get finished, Mr. Bennett, I want you to sing us, sing us a little something, okay? All right, we'll do. All right, go ahead, All Nick. Right. My story. Yo. This piece is this piece is called "The Runt of the Literate." This crisp winter night strips the breath from my throat and my skin seems to dissipate in billows of smoke from beneath the thick stitching of this zippered-up coat, which isn't succeeding at deflecting the cold. I could fester in misery. I could bitch about every last one of those folks who have never once rescued me, those sitting around in their bathrobes and soaking their feet, keeping warm while I'm out here alone. Still, this is no instance to rest for a moment. Children get pity and lifts to go home when the blistering winds get intense, but I'm a grown-up. It's 65 minutes on foot, and a long stretch of road lies ahead. There's no sidewalk, just shoulder, but no matter. I cozy up close to the curb, hold my corner, roll up my collar, and force myself towards the hotel, rolling forward with headphones to warm up my ears and my soul for the four-mile walk through the snow drifts that drag on the tread of my souls by the River Niagara, and so what? Tonight I'm armed with the slew of the music of warriors, and I march right on through, beats inducing euphoria and washing my negative views clean and pouring them over the falls. I'm the Lord over all. I can hear the crowds roaring my name out. It's glorious. But that music's a stimulus. It's a decadent drug which infects me with ego, inflates me, then tugs at it. Once it's been stabbed in my blood, it becomes habit, a must-have. Without it, the crowds don't call out, and the stories can change in a moment, leaving heroes disoriented. I mean, batteries die. Without music, I'm no one. I'm casted aside. I'm left to the street lamps that gasp for a flicker of light, then extinguish. They assimilate me as a whisper of night. I'm diminished to the shell of a man no one knows, and unnoticed by sift, kicking shadows with stones. Now the wind is a miserable mistress that gives me no hints of forgiveness. She hisses and slivers my lips and my nose with the shivering sting of the winter. I'm frozen as icicles form in my throat, doubled over. I'm choking. My lungs force inhale, but they're sore from absorbing the blows. I just want to go home, but I have too much to prove, and I'm too fucking poor to run back to my troops. I never had good rapport with them anyway. They all thought I was weak when I left them to forage a life for myself in this murderous, cold-hearted world of the climb-up American dreams. They scoffed and they said I'd return in defeat long before I'd achieved any inkling of something replete or important. They'd be so tickled pink now, sing a snickering chorus of how's that career in the industry, sort of a pipe dream now, right? See how life leaves out horses that can't run as fast as the ones who've mastered these courses. So I guess in lacking the music my confident roots in to drag out my passions and stop me from losing my will to succeed, I'm reminded that forfeiture would torture me just Put one more fucking foot forward. Don't ever let people behind you enjoy in your suffering. Stay on your feet, soldier. Throw out your worries and preconceived notions of stories of lying down. Don't stop trying now. There is more in you. This crisp winter night strips the breath from my throat. 
But needless to say, it's these nights that are harder to get myself going that make me a fighter and remind me the onus of being a notable name is a road that's been paved by the feet of the folks who are fiercely focused. Where others see goals, they see mile markers posted. Where the average man's broken, they have also come close. Yes, yet they never collapsed, only knelt for a moment, then with intensified grasp, grip the will unbeknownst to the masses since they're after that abstract which matters the most. They're allowing their passions to build them their homes because after we pass and our ashes have flown, earthly trash is disowned. Our impact is only the magic we've sown, so then really, what's one more rite of my passage? I'll go it alone. Feet slapping asphalt, sleep-packing masks on my cheeks as I dance on Buff Avenue's glass ballroom platform. I'm the mascot for staggering back for just one more, man, that's all. I swear this time for real, this is insanity's last call, then I'll cash it all in. But then I'm back on that dance floor. A pen and a pad in my hand, hoping chance falls ass first inside of my lap. Can I possibly ask you for that? Or is artistic happiness just too much to ask for? This cold winter night, no. This out-of-control wish to write strips the breath from my throat. But hey, at least she's a stripper, right? This frigid bitch may hold my scrotum cojones and nipples for ransom, but shit, look at her dancing. She sends chills up my spine, and this zippered-up coat still does fucking nothing to protect from the cold. With the swooning allure of Monroe, she assures me I'm beautiful to her. Either my impurities drew her to the booth in the back where I habitually viewed her, or she's tired of her usual flesh fest and guessed that I'm an innocent, fresh face and just a bit cuter, but made me on hers like she says. I'm well suited to act as her suitor. I know her worth and respect it. I'm not a cat-calling fan, some pre-programmed computer, but courting a stripper? I don't think I'm that handsome. At best, I personify an exotic cheese sandwich, maybe a lathered in Gouda. <laughs> shit, shit, maybe I should learn to be ruder from a rudimentary schooling that abuses the beauty and truth in the future, the lyrical looting of an illiterate legion who lined up in mindless salute to the silence and stupor that's defining our youth and supplying them fire to play with metaphorical rugers lying flush with their temples while we fire all their tutors and turn a blind eye while they line up and flush their minds. Boom, what a tour de force. Beautifully done execution, but I'm under the line, which means as an artist, I'm useless. No one hears or consumes this with no music. I'm no one, remember? It's fucking ruthless out here. See, in this world, I dream. But as always, it seems that in this world, the literate elites are diseased paramecium. Entertainment has left us to freeze in these streets without people to see what the voices of reason could mean to them and me. I'm just stuck in the middle, shit. I'm the runt of the literate, lost in my fantasies while my dragon's breath drags on the side of the road by the River Niagara. Mars. That was deep. Thank you. That was really good. That's one of my longer pieces. When I first did that, like, I'll give you the background. I first did that at a slam and messed the whole system up. Like, 
I went like six minutes, seven minutes. I uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't just, even count. We didn't even tabulate a score on that one. Yeah, that was. I just kept going, and I came in dead last because my scores didn't even matter for that. <laughs> but no, I mean that's those are the that's like the older pieces I wrote. Like I would just write stories and keep going until everything I wanted to say was out on paper. So, like uh, like you asked, what would I say to the followers? I just say do what you do what you love to do. Eventually, you you get your words out on paper, and then from there you can whittle it down. But just Follow your heart. Say what needs to be said, and then from that point, you can always try and make it fit. Some like you can make it fit wherever you want to put it. But there's always a place for you. There's always a place for what it is you want to say. <laughs> Mr. Bennett, you ready? Yes, sir. I am. Mark is yours. All right. Here we go. Okay. I've heard that you're settled down, that you found a man, that you're now. I heard that your dreams came true. Guess it gave me pains. I didn't guilty you. Oh, Ain't like you to hold back or hide from the light. I hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited, but I couldn't stay away. I couldn't fight it. I hope to see your face. One day you're reminded that from me it isn't over. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Too. Don't forget me, I beg. I remember you said that sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best for you. Too, don't forgive me, I beg. I remember you saying that sometimes I lost in love. But sometimes it hurts instead. Excuse me for that. I'm saying you're not fighting the cold, so there you go. <laughs> wow. Yo, your voice is fantastic, dude. Thank Blown you. Away. Blown away. You had me singing along with you over here. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you all so, so, so much. Uh, please, please continue to, all I can say is, use your talent. Um, once again, don't let nobody discourage you. Um, life is what you make it. And in the words of Miley Cyrus, 
make your rock. So, uh, continue to keep your head up. Pray for me as I pray for you. And I would like to ask everybody who is listening, if you can, take a moment um, to find me on Facebook. I'm under Kate King Bennett, and I do have a catering service page under Simply Divine Catering and Baking Services. Again, that's Simply Divine Catering and Baking Services. If you can like, share, rate, and comment, greatly appreciate it. Thank you all once again for your support and the opportunity to be able to show my talent. Thank you all. Definitely. Would you be able to put that in the event room? Say it again. Would you be able to put your information in the event room? Is that on Facebook? Yes. Um, can you inbox me that information? No, honey, your information. This, this, I'll inbox you. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, love. All right, guys, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Yo. Yeah, absolutely. Coyote. I thought, what, you're not going to let me tear up the mic? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Triple D. All right, all right. Yeah. I said I was going to tear up the mic today, so I got my most ruthless piece out. Check it. Evidently, niggas underestimate me. They think that just because I don't flash out like I used to that I'm not a threat. That because I don't talk murder game in my songs that I won't drop a nigga. Well, they're wrong. Fuck let them see my nice triple D side. It's time to let out the alpha. Who think that they can step up to the godfather's alter ego alpha? I'll cut down anyone in my way who try to stop me. Don't give a shit about the bystanders, blind panthers trying to sneak up upon me. Blades flying everywhere, slicing the knife upon me. Who want to step up to put lead up in the face of a god? Your bread looks running out. First base is where you stop dropping. Roll from the fire coming out of my mouth. Type of heat I'm dropping only found in the deep south. Blood leaks out from those who dare to challenge me. Byproduct of my blade seeking out and ravishing. Every poor soul curses sand in the path of me. Negatively, my bullets add just mathematics. Exponentially, I add up to reach infinity. When you gonna learn that the divine word is triple D? Cause you trip and see if you think that you can fuck with me. Him and my pants so that you know that you can't fuck this D. Damn, kill that Damn. mic. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Damn, y'all, somebody better call Undertaker. Call a friend or home. It's dead. <laughs> you, don't yes, need to, you don't need to call the the funeral home. I already bur- buried him and sent him back to hell where he belongs. Come there, you there you go. Well, I yeah. definitely appreciate the chance to come on tonight. Um, if someone wants to take the time and check out my Facebook page, Triple D, or check me out on Young Beast Nation, I'm always there. So, absolutely. Most definitely. But absolutely. Nick, you got any closing remarks? Uh, no. I mean, I, if uh, Brandon wants to throw down a closing poem, I don't have any closing remarks, so I'll just let him close out for me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, you ha- do you have one? If yeah. you don't have one, yeah, no. Oh, oh, well, yeah. I, I know it's late, middle of the week. I know everybody got to get up and go to work in the morning. Yeah. So we got to we oh. gonna wrap up the show, and I'm going to give a closing remark. Okay. That's fine. Oh, yeah.
we come into a world where people are into TV and technologies. There are days and moments where we have to stop and listen. Because with music and poetry, there has always been a message within. You just have to stop and listen. And you can get that right here with the laughter and the good conversation on Return to Artists. I would like to thank everybody who called in. I would like to thank also my guests and my panels. Big hugs. Salute. Thank you all so much. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next month. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.